Francisco called um, American College of Traditional Chinese Medicine, and the doctorate focus was more on women's health and gynecology. How long was the acupuncture course? Uh, the master's yeah. here was uh, three years. We had a bachelor's first? Uh, or? I could transfer a lot of my medical credits. Right. So, so some of the requirements for students who don't have a medical background would be uh, a basic uh, knowledge in biology, chemistry, and all of that, and plus some anatomy and other things. But I was able to translate a lot of those credits into the basics required here. So uh, it's still Texas state requirements are for a master's. You have to spend that much time. You just can't pass forward everything. And mm -hmm. For me, it was an adjustment process anyways. Kids were younger, and so it was also taking classes in the evening while you know, uh, they were at school. I could you know, manage other things. Um, of course, having them in school was more pressure about them asking me what grades I got. Yeah. <laughs> and that's um, true. And um, so to answer your question, that was about three years and that, and then the doctorate program was another two years. Right. Yeah. And, and knowing your kids as brilliant as they are, they probably did ask you about your grades, didn't they? A lot. Every yes. day, every hour maybe. Yeah? <laughs> that, was, that was a little bit of a stress for me that, okay, I need to, you know, be a good role model and, but you, you and do have well. Been. Both of you, you know, I know your husband and I know you, you have been great role models to both your girls. And we talk about that a little later, but uh, walk me to California. What happened in California? Why did you then decide after... So the, the school here did not have a doctoral program at that point and once I was done with masters and I wanted to do a little more, um, there are not that many specialization further out in the acupuncture field. Now there's more and more but when I did join that eight, nine years ago, mm -hmm. it, um, probably even longer, I kind of that whole time frame I lose track of but um, that was one with gynecology focus and that's what I wanted to do more in women's health and it was a two-year program. It was uh, some long distance learning and some every month going in for a long weekend. Um, case histories, just oh, wow. doing presentations, things like that. And then once I completed that, uh, they had me teach at that school for some time. Up until COVID happened, I was going back every year to teach at the program there. That's too. Amazing. So wait a minute, so the oriental Chinese medicine and acupuncture were the same or is it a little different? So, as the reason is when we talk about Chinese medicine, we're thinking of all these pills, and you know, I can't even pronounce those names where you see them on the thing. Is that what you were dealing with, or you were dealing with the acupuncture in a different manner? So, they both they both are modalities within the traditional Chinese medicine system, okay? So, basically. Acupuncture is a part of traditional Chinese medicine. Herbs and herbology is another part of that and okay. the pharmacopoeia of herbal medicine, as well as then there's modalities like cupping. I don't know if you've heard mm -hmm. of Or moxibustion, which is another. So these are different modalities within the traditional Chinese medicine sort of uh, umbrella. Okay. So acupuncture is a modality of traditional Chinese medicine. Gotcha. So w what is your forte? What do you practice? Acu More challenging part was learning the herbs, like you said yes. about the yeah, names the and yeah. the language and not knowing the language. There's pinyin names that mm -hmm. it translates into. But you are at a bit of a disadvantage because if you do not know or speak the language, then uh, the names allude at times yes. to the fact that what it does, mm -hmm. like um, the colors at times. For example, these are, if there's more of a 
a, a reddish component to that herb that might be a blood moving herb or it may have a name that would tell you that yeah. so that was a little more challenging because acupuncture yeah. is more straight cut forward in terms of you know anatomically where yeah. these points are you know how to get to them you know what kind of depth you want to go to there's all those that information so so those disadvantages but you also had advantages you knew medicine you had practiced trauma almost uh, right. you know you put chest tubes you've done so many other things tell me about the advantages that you had going into this whole program i had i think more advantages than i realized because when i went into learning about acupuncture and herbal medicine Every time I learned something new, I was like, how does this translate into the nervous system? Is mm -hmm. it sympathetic? Is it hormonal? What's going on? It, and and uh, would tell me, just leave your Western brain yeah. out there. <laughs> Come don't, here and learn don't about tax us. <laughs> chi and energy yeah. and healing on a different uh, framework. And the end result's going to be the same. You're still working towards patient betterment uh, to a certain extent coming from India we have been exposed to Ayurvedic medicine yeah. which has if not the same a similar sort of a understanding of the body as a more holistic um, and how different pathologies come in from whether it's environmental it's not so much virus and mm -hmm. bacteria but otherwise is there more heat in the system is there more cold is there a deficiency or an excess so um, the learning part was you know a part of it, a new new sort of a look at everything but it all comes very much together now in practice and has been because patients that are, we are seeing on a day-to-day -day are not purely doing just acupuncture or not purely coming in for the herbs they may be doing other uh, medical treats have a contraindication yeah interactions what could have yeah. a possible interaction so it helps as well as patients bring in a lot of times their lab work yeah. and I'm not averse to that because yes Chinese medicine has a different way of looking at it we look at the tongue the pulse get other symptoms on history medical history taking mm -hmm. etc but um, the labs are a great way to just have that translated into what's the hemoglobin are yeah. we talking about a low chi and saying this person is fatigued and tired and I'm I'm getting it on the pulse as being weak or a pale face or a pale tongue I'm looking at but I see mm -hmm. a hemoglobin that's low it just collaborates well, it all together that's the advantage you have over others because you have done I, I don't know in that curriculum do they do labs and everything or is it just total um, they do have a certain level of it and then a lot of it is self-learning in the process that okay are you wanting to yeah. go more into a sports oriented acupuncture or you want to do more uh, fertility related or more gynecological mm -hmm. or more women's health so tell us the uh, applications of acupuncture uh, we'll do the herbals later on but sure. just the acupuncture itself sure you know so so i think years ago it was about five years ago that mm -hmm. i was on the show you were with you yes. and uh, we had discussed mostly their role in infertility and so we talked at length about that. So five years ago we had only 10,000 listeners, now we have 70,000. <laughs> That's, <So>. wonderful. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's uh, wonderful. This tells about what a great job you all are doing I on hope this. So. Yeah, and um, so the application at that time, of course, as I was mentioning, we discussed that. But in addition to that, there's numerous things acupuncture can help with. 
talk about the main thing that comes to mind first of all is the pain management because pain is something that has an area where it's been studied a lot there's been a lot of research for it and acute pain there's a lot of um, quick results you can see in that but at the same time chronic pain is also can be addressed with acupuncture so starting from the top of the head you know headaches neck pain upper back pain lower back be it knee pain mm -hmm. And there is um, on osteoarthritis, there was a huge study on knee osteoarthritis out of uh, University of Maryland where they saw how acupuncture <coughs> treatments um, matched up to the um, drug treatments without having the side effects of those long-term anti-inflammatories mm -hmm. or pain medications. Right. So pain is a huge one. Uh, and this could be any, any sort of pain. Yeah, sure. At the same time, I would just like to point out, since we're talking about pain, that the limitations that acupuncture could have, say somebody has a disc herniation, which is beyond check by just acupuncture, then right. you, uh, you need to refer them out or make sure that you are working with their doctor about what sort of surgical intervention they need or what other physiotherapy that they need mm -hmm. or physical therapy they would need. So pain is there, uh, stress, mental issues, just because knowing men with uh, with stress, we know over a period of time, if stress is a chronic stress, it's going to translate into something more bodily, into a physiological change, or even um, affect um, things like multifactorial diseases that you see a lot in your practice with hypertension, diabetes, to name a few, um, or um, other complications that can happen with the stress. So stress can be helped sleep issues you know a lot of times that is interconnected with the stress so sleep or stress you know or if person having insomnia then again looking into that for the acupuncture can help uh, gastric issues where there may be underlying constipation whatever may be the underlying reason for it so getting to the bottom of it is part of that whole history taking on the women's health part of it also like we talked about fertility but then once they do get pregnant can we support them during pregnancy during the first mm -hmm. trimester it's very helpful and some insurance companies do cover for nausea related to early pregnancy mm -hmm. too um, or any back pain or issues where they do not want to take too much medication especially in that first trimester uh, once um, the patient delivers then what can we help with postpartum we can help with there's acupuncture to help with improving lactation, mm -hmm. to help with the milk wow. flow, okay. to also help with mood changes. Postpartum, mm -hmm. we know there's a lot of hormonal changes women are dealing with, so how to do that. Right. And on that same note for the hormonal changes, also for menopause, which becomes such a huge transition where hormones are changing again. Mm -hmm. So it's not like acupuncture puts a stopgap to it or stops it, but it just makes that transition much more Smooth. easier yeah. for that individual and could at times be a good modality to help with hot flashes, mm -hmm. um, sleep issues again, mood changes, irritability, or digestion changes related to the menopause. Um, in addition to that, allergies, so, so Houston's pain, full of allergies. So let, yeah. Let's talk about the pain that we've seen. For example, right now, we're going through a lot of chronic COVID symptoms has acupuncture reached a point where you can help with chronic uh, you know uh, covid symptoms yeah nausea um, loss of taste loss of 
sense of smell, right? I mean, etc. So many of those. Covid's definitely, obviously, been a a point where it's it's changed a lot for us, right? Mm -hmm. It's changed a lot for us as how rapidly we all learned about, you know, the the virus as well mm -hmm. as the spike protein on it and how it gets into the different areas and cells and causes these multifactorial symptoms. To answer your question about the long COVID, it's such a diverse symptomatology patients present with. Could be fatigue, which is a very mm -hmm. common one. And on that level, going to the pathophysiology of the COVID, whether the long-term effects of that has been to an impact, to an impact on the mitochondrial level, on a cellular level, right? So with the mitochondria being the powerhouses, and if that's kind of damaged, so what sort of we, acupuncture can definitely support that. So we see a lot of improvement in patients with energy levels or chronic pain. Dysautonomia, where they may have fluctuating blood mm -hmm. pressures, may have heart rates that's variable. I uh, am reminded as we talk about this about a patient of mine who is an ICU doctor and she has, following COVID, had a dysregulation on her heart rate. Mm -hmm. And it's very frustrating because it's she's somebody who's treating all these people all the time yeah. and just can't get to the bottom of why she's having that irregular heart rate to the extent of in the hundred, mm -hmm. you know, plus. The only time that she, and she would monitor it by her watch, but she'd be on the acupuncture table and she'd like happily tell me it's in the 70s. And I'm like, yeah, but it would be transient at times. It could be she would maintain that for a day or two mm -hmm. and then it would swing back or to being irregular. But pain like that, where the patients are having chronic pain, fatigue, energy, we've definitely seen an improvement on that with the acupuncture. So is there something that you could do, let's say, you know, I mean, you have a patient come in, but do you send them with a set of tools or exercise, whatever it may be, to continue on to, you know, manage that? Because, I mean, someone could come to you once a week or maybe every every day, but it's not going to be for a long term, you know, you cannot do that. And pain is such that you probably need to manage it over time. Of course, yeah, you're absolutely right about that, Fennel. There's like a certain amount that you can work with during a therapeutic session. session. Beyond that, there is a certain amount of information that we are able to share with them about, I have very strong kind of views on the fact that what we are what we eat so the nutrition yes. becomes a very okay. important okay. component Correct. and a lot Thank of times so in our bodies with inflammation or pain anywhere we will announce the number don't that we? inflammation we'll needs to curb come down right have right. sustained yeah. benefits yeah. especially yeah. as you mentioned for chronic pain right so giving them the tools about cutting back on some of the sugars or you know simple carbs which are going to cause more higher inflammatory markers in the blood. Right. Um, allowing them to have their space about what sort of other activity-wise, level-wise they could do. That right. I would leave it to more working with their MD on it. Okay. Whether they would recommend them to a physical therapist because there's only so much that we can recommend. Right. But I'm, I'm absolutely with you on that multidisciplinary approach to that pain. Because right. right. there's not a just one, one yes, answer exactly. to it. I could take care of, or the other practitioner could take care of their pain for a limited time. Yes. But if they go on and don't watch how they bend their back or what they're going in case of back pain, then right. it's going to just keep repeating. Yes. I, I'm going to have you give out your phone number. If someone called, they wanted to talk 
to you as you know as a consultant later on. So sure. What's your? You have three clinics. Tell yeah. us about that. <laughs> yeah. We, and then the number because he's waiting. We have for uh, three clinics. Um, one is in the Westland area, which is um, Greenway Plaza, Central mm -hmm. Market, that side. The other clinic is in the Memorial um, City area, opposite the Memorial City Mall. We are there at the Memorial Home and Tower location. That's in the tower on the 23rd floor. Mm -hmm. And the third location we have is in Sugarland, very convenient, on Dairy Ashford and 90. Okay. I call it convenient because it's close to me to from, you, yes. from where I live. Yes. So literally, it's an experience to be just spending five minutes in the car versus 40 minutes. Yes. Um, the number to call is 713-529-1610. Say it again because we are Desi people, we forget. 713-529-1610. Or they can go on... Um, what's the website? You can so the website that. is easternharmonyclinic.com. Okay. Uh, another way. Or they can Google you, Doctor Sadhana Singh. Or Eastern Harmony Clinic. Or, or Eastern Harmony, Harmony Clinic. Houston Eastern, or Eastern.com. Yeah. Right, and there's a lot of information on the website. Right. Uh, plus, they could also email at appointments mm -hmm. with an S at the end of it. So right. appointments Mints. at easternharmonyclinic.com. Okay. Good. Maybe we can post this later on. Later on, we'll put it on the on put the, it on yeah, the on site. Thing, that yeah. way, people. So can let's ask some questions now. Infertility is one of those things that a lot of people, a lot of couples, talk about. Mm -hmm. How does acupuncture help with that problem? So. Or does it help? Or do you work with your the GYN and then make it help? It's a great question, and it it. The answer is going to take a little bit longer than just a one-line answer okay. there. Yeah, yeah, okay. For the fact that um, when couples are experiencing infertility, there could be so many underlying reasons for that, right. which is what would dictate whether they're going to be doing just acupuncture or is their treatment strategy from us going to be acupuncture and some herbs added or are they at an age group where we are concerned about genetic issues coming in with the offspring and they may have to go through an in vitro fertilization route mm -hmm. where nowadays you can genetically test each embryo so you can literally you know reduce yeah. that heartache about miscarriages right. and be able to have a viable pregnancy um, or they have some factors where they could have block tubes and that's not something that we are going to open with the acupuncture and mm -hmm. being cognizant of the fact that they will need to work with a reproductive medicine doctor so right. so based on what they pre present with if they if everything is going well on both the partners the male and the female because obviously it takes two right. but if everything is good with how they are reg regularly menstruating ovulating as well as the sperm parameters are all good uh, we would work with them just with the acupuncture and uh, give that some time. So the acupuncture is for the female? For both, for actually. Both. It can be helpful for, uh, there's not so much, um, I love to educate people about this for the fact that there's all that emphasis form falls on the female partner. Right. One third of the causes for infertility are female related, one third are male related, and one third are the unknown. unknown yeah. um, but mostly it's all the onus is on the on the woman to get all the testing. So when we see our patients, we recommend and do ask them that if their partners have had a semen analysis or not, because mm -hmm. it could be we could work for all we want with them, but right. if there isn't something right on that. So to answer your question, um, 
it is helpful for both. There's some limitations on what it can shift with or change. There are some things it can improve on the male parameters for sperm count as well as motility. Morphology is more of an issue where supplements are helpful. Other things could be helpful depending on what the underlying causative mechanism for it is. Is there just a stress factor causing? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times with the male patients we see, they could have had a very stressful time with work mm -hmm. and that could translate into how that sperm analysis right. turns out. So the idea being that they should have three, three one to really come right. up with the diagnosis. And um, with um, our female patients, we can work on regulating periods if they're not regular. We can work on shifting ovulation to a certain extent, which would, which would assist their trying mm -hmm. naturally. If they're having some issues with miscarriages, depending on what the underlying factors are, we can get their bodies better ready for that next pregnancy. And we've had some wonderful successes with that. I was going that. to ask you, what's your, um, do you work with a, uh, a OB-GYN group or how do you all do this? We work with, I would say, just a lot of different OBGYNs all over the Houston and greater Houston area as well as a lot of the reproductive endocrinology groups. Yeah, so they refer patients, they're doing exactly, their, whatever do. they're doing and then they say, well, we want right. to as we, an adjunctive. We cross-refer and we refer right. with them. And, uh, so what's your success rate? That's a good question. Um, and I don't think there's like a clear cut, like exact sort of... Does, uh, does the success rate make you happy? In the past, we've had a good amount of like, I would say almost up to 70%. That's very high. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. excellent. Folks, uh, this is Dr. Sadhana Singh. We're talking to her. She, she does herbal medicine and acupuncture. And uh, we want to concentrate on women's health today. And we talked about infertility. And I, I, I mean, a 70% success rate working with the OBGYN and, you know, your, your own reproductive physician along with acupuncture and herbal uh, medicine that that I think is a fantastic uh, phenomenon that you're talking about. Yeah, and there's a lot of research to back up how even in vitro fertilization procedures, if somebody is not even done acupuncture and mm -hmm. has to have to go straight to IVF in vitro fertilization, there is a lot of research to back up how acupuncture can support the implantation rates to be higher, and um, also to support how they can get a better uterine lining because now. A lot of the in vitro fertilizations are moving to frozen embryo transfers where they are able to bank, bank the embryos, take out one cell out of that minute, yeah. minute embryo, send it out to genetic testing and plan a frozen embryo transfer four to six weeks later. Mm -hmm. But this is what the body is not used to. So sometimes the lining could be just not cooperating and they just are already, embryos are ready, the lining's not getting yeah. ready. And yeah. in that case, acupuncture can again help with the blood flow. And so I think, that. yeah, I think you probably have convinced people who are listening that there is a good role to be played by, you know, using acupuncture. Uh, at what point should they get acupuncture? I mean, you know, some of the couples who have not been able to conceive, they go from post to pillar to post mm -hmm. to pillar. At what stage do you all see them? At the beginning or when everything else has failed? A bit of the, both? a bit of both, yeah. I would say, because those who are aware of it, and that's why I think shows like this are so imperative to educate right. people who don't know much about it. For the fact that they could be somebody who's been trying for five, six months, and mm -hmm. and feels like, 
oh, it's not happening, though infertility is only termed if they've tried a whole year and have not uh, been successful. But uh, they could combine it sooner. Or a patient who's having irregular periods or doesn't see ovulation happening on time, they would like to regulate their cycle. So I am now seeing, because of the whole education and learning on it, that patients may come as a first choice to it. But there's also where there's a certain time urgency or their insurance is going to run out mm -hmm. or they are above 35, which comes yeah. in Western medicine as an advanced maternal age, Little which is risk, yeah. a, a large number of patients we see, but becomes, starts to become high risk. And patients we see who are early 40s, mm -hmm. and they may have done IVF, tried IVF, it's not worked, and then they take a step back and see what else they could add to it, or what else they could change, like I said, nutrition-wise, right. or or mental health-wise, or... Um, so is this, you, are, you, you combine acupuncture with herbal medicines and all of that, always, or, I mean, it could be one or the other, or both? Yeah, or? It, it's, it's the patient's treatments, it's they decide what but they... But let's say someone comes with. to you, mm -hmm. and you will suggest them a combination of things, or... Yes, sometimes depending on their requirement, we might go just with the acupuncture. Sometimes okay. we might add herbs and on the other times when they're working with a doctor and doing some medications to help ovulation, doing IVF, then we know with, like you said, with all the doctors we work with as to what their comfort level is on the herbs. And there's not that much studies of those herbs with specific fertility medicines, so then we wouldn't want to combine them right, right then. Right. Say someone's done an IVF in, in December and they're waiting uh, for maybe they're going to have the spring break and then do the IVF then. Right. In this interim period, we can work on what did we see that didn't work the last time? Okay. How can we improve upon? Okay. This would be a great time to work with, but we can only give them or I can only give them some nutritional guidelines, but if somebody is requiring more care on that, there's a referral source that we can send them to okay. a nutritionist. We can send them to a mental health professional mm -hmm. if the stress components are something that is unmanageable because there's only a certain amount that we can work with or they can work with with their spouse or their family and they may need more help right. of coping mechanisms, skills they can use to improve upon right. all that. Folks, you're listening to Open Forum on 103.5 FM, humfmradio.com. Our number here is one eight 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 seven four nine one zero three five. One eight 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 seven four nine one zero three five. We have a great opportunity here to talk to Dr. Sadhana Singh, who has a doctorate in acupuncture and oriental medicine, and her forte is women's health. So we talked about infertility. Give the number out one more time, and I'm going to ask some questions about uh, menopause and menarche. So you want sure. to give your number one more time? The number is for the 713-529-1610. Fantastic. So let's talk about, we get in, in, in our practice, both in, because I do pediatrics and adults, mm -hmm. I get younger girls uh, who have very painful menstrual cycles. Mm -hmm. They're just starting cycles. Maybe they have some underlying PCOS. We don't know it at that time. Mm -hmm. But the moms and the dads who bring them, they're distressed because these kids are crying and can't go to school. Mm -hmm. Does acupuncture play a role in that? Yeah, most definitely. We, we can um, we see that with uh, at the at the risk of dating myself here in terms of how long I've been doing this because now it's been almost twenty years and patients that I helped conceive then 
have young girls yeah. who would be going through a similar phase right. as you mentioned and the moms being aware of the benefit of acupuncture are ready to bring them in for this as a as a first line mm-hmm. versus getting the uh, young girl put on birth control pill which right. would just be a band-aid to it yes. because we can't not getting to the bottom line so to answer your question for those kind of dysmenorrhea painful menstruation we can work with acupuncture to help Relieve, relieve some of their pain and to make that whole transition into yeah. regulating cycles better for them. And at the other end of the spectrum, it's also distressing for women who are just finishing their cycle and now they are the right. 43 to 40, 52 range, depending on how they're going to end. How do you all help with those? Because I bet you get a lot of those patients too. I do, just like I said, because now they are in that perimenopausal, menopausal phase, the right. ones that I saw 10, 15, 20 years ago. Right. And uh, most women now do not want to take any synthetic hormones, mm-hmm. given that the whole flack on whether right. you take estrogen and you're prone to another cancer, you take, you know, yeah. all of that carcinogenic issues. Um, so acupuncture, we've had really good results with dealing with the hot flashes mm-hmm. that they're having, yeah. the night sweats right. that are debilitating at times, um, fatigue, overall tiredness with that change of the hormones, mood changes. Right. Um, they could be easy to snap and easy to be irritable. A lot of, lot of the husbands come and tell me that, sir, it's got much corona yet. And uh, it would be helpful for that with the acupuncture. <laughs> and for some of those patients, we would also recommend herbs because in a, in a nutshell, to explain our bodies need to be in, in balance. Mm-hmm. You agree with that being a physician, like how if there's an imbalance, there's a disease pattern. So loosely the yin yang in our bodies one is more nourishing is the yin the yang is the more moving so these need to be in balance you see that yin yang symbol that's what it means Um, the yin or the nourishing part definitely starts to drop as we go on in years so in women who are experiencing these hormonal issues because of menopause there's a lot of yin deficiency so when you talk about that yin deficiency you're talking about that estrogen dropping as a result, they're experiencing the mood changes as well as dryness, things like vaginal dryness, you know, and overall energy has been low. They just don't have that motivation to do anything. So besides the acupuncture, herbs that are going to nourish that yin without being estrogenic or without adding any supplemental estrogen, Mm -hmm. that's something that we could combine with and help their process be a little more better on you know how they transition to that next phase of stopping the periods completely yeah one of the other things that we uh, did you have any question on that uh, I was just wanting yeah. to ask you know the herbs a lot of people have suggested several you know over time and all of us like you know from India we're all about let's just do that first and then we will go to uh, modern medicine you know um, and the side effects of those I mean, of course, it's a nat- it's natural, but still, it would it would have certain side effects on your body that you wouldn't be aware of, and um, how do you manage that? Or because you know, I, someone gave me magnesium once, okay, and I broke into the worst hives possible, mm-hmm. and they were, and it was like a oil, a magnesium oil to you know for I don't even remember what, but to help with sleep, or yeah, with sleep, yes, and and then I broke into like crazy hives. I thought that I would need an EpiPen, you know, and it was within minutes. 
So I know, of course, you, you could test it or whatever. You don't think that a natural medicine could have side effects and, you know, automatically you want to take it without giving those thoughts, you know. I don't know if I'm making sense or not. But no, definitely you're making sense. It's um, for the herbs. The one thing is that you need to consult with the right person to get get a get an herbal formula that would be individualized for you. Okay. So in our clinic, we do individualized herbs. So there aren't just formulas sitting there on the shelf that will be like, this is for pain for this person. It'll be pain for the second. It'll be the, everybody gets the same. It's not like that. Okay. So the herbs are powders. And then we have a capsule making machine and we put them into the capsules oh, nice. to modify those powders. So these powders are, and the herbs we get are, are FDA doesn't control the herbs in the U.S., right. but it's called under a GMP, a good manufacturing process. Okay. We get them out of a company out of California, so we wet all of that, so okay. they're devoid of any minerals and other, you know, things that you so these are not, So these are individualized herbs, depending on the symptoms and what yes, you plan so they, out, they and are, then you mix them and... Exactly, make, make so that's, we that's mix cool. them yes. and we make It's them. not going to a GNC store and picking... No, 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 you know, so it's very different. Beautiful looking capsules out there and yes. they, they get into trouble like you just mentioned, and, right? Yes. And she's absolutely right on that because I, I feel like, I, like I was explaining for those herbs, you need to have somebody who has a complete knowledge on herbs to be able to yes. prescribe you the herbs. Yes. Not only that, the second thing is that to really... Um, cross-reference it with their physician. Yes. Each individual is different, and I'm a huge proponent of the fact that... But, you know, I'll be honest. The like, MDs... But we, we don't know about these herbs. I, I'll leave it to my... I'm like, okay, if you're dealing with someone who knows herbs, I don't know what how to answer that question. Right. I can't even read those things when you... When you right, and, and in that case... And I that's 99% of MDs. And you wouldn't... You as that. an MD wouldn't even suggest that... Tum ye le lo, ye but I never also refuse. I say you can take You can this, try, but I... Yeah. But you're going to be... She... Dr. Singh will be in charge of those herbs. Yeah, and right. And even response. Yeah. yeah. And as a practitioner, I take on the onus of that. The idea of being referencing with the MD would be that if I'm missing anything medication-wise the patient is on... Let's have a clear-cut conversation and not be like they they shouldn't be hesitant to discuss that they are doing herbs yeah, that, with right. their doctor because right. everybody may not be as open as you are to it and be yeah. concerned yeah. about yeah. what are they taking which could impact their medications in any way. Right. Yes. Are they on a blood thinner and we want to be careful about a lot of the blood moving herbs. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. So keeping in check with that. So it's it's having the right credentials to be able to prescribe, be able to reference and be able to understand the interactions on a pharmacological aspect of it. Individualize them for a patient because everybody will be different about yeah. what requirement there is. I have a question from someone. Even for the supplements, Happy like finish. you said for magnesium, I always tell my patients, please do check with your MD about or your nurse about what supplements you're taking. Right. Something could be, you know. Something. We have only 14 minutes left and 14 different questions, but I'll ask you only two. This person, first she said, are these acupuncturists painful? And then she said, she must be in her 40-something, that uh, someone had suggested to get a hysterectomy, she wants to wait. Is there a role of acupuncture in improving the symptoms? She must have maybe fibroids or something mm -hmm. causing uh, bleeding, but she wants to wait. She don't want to do it now. Are there modalities that y'all can use in oriental medicine where you can tra you know, transition this for, so you can kind of make sure she's not anemic, pain mm -hmm. is better, eventually mm -hmm. the GYN is going to remove the uterus. Is it something like that? Right. So two parts to that question. Yeah. The first is one is, is it painful? 
that's oftentimes patients ask that question and um, I mean if if someone hadn't an asked it I would have asked and answered it myself just because it comes so yeah, often yeah. Um, to answer that question needles are just so thin in acupuncture they are filiform thin needles they don't have a lumen in them so they're not yeah. putting anything or taking out anything like the blood drawing needle mm -hmm. so the trauma from them is minuscule as a result when we do the needles some needles some might some people might feel like a little pinch like almost like a mosquito bite yeah. and then it eases up okay. but some people some points you don't feel at all depending on the points being like if they're more you know sensitive areas or mm -hmm. uh, so it, or patient sensitivity for that matter so by and large most I would say 99% patients that if they I've seen who even if they've been hesitant before say that they have such a deep relaxation benefit from it mm -hmm. that it just doesn't count with having that slight discomfort getting the needles so it does help meno perimenopausal ladies oh yeah it does so for, for coming back to the question about the yeah. hysterectomy and of course like you mentioned so both probably if she has fibroids it would depend on the size of the fibroids mm -hmm. you know there's a certain limitation of what acupuncture can really help on that if there are is there a number you're talking about a five, huge six, size or big, yeah okay depending on the size of the fibroid and if it's a it's a pressure creating, it's getting in the way of their activities. I think this lady, from what I'm reading, she wants to get the hysterectomy. She wants to delay it. And and on that part of it, like you said, managing it in a way in terms of is it affecting energy levels? Mm -hmm. Is it is there some way we can assist with curbing the bleeding? There yeah. are points that bleeding would help pain. With, I think those are the with controlling the bleeding, controlling the pain to mm -hmm. a certain extent tied over till she's ready for if she has to get that done. So there is a good role we to could be played. Definitely, yes. Next question, osteoporosis. My doctor wants to put me on medicine. I don't want to take it. Does acu well, the last line is always going to be, does acupuncture help? <laughs> like I said, every, every uh, modality has its limitations. And with osteoporosis, as we understand it, the calcium in the bone is being more broken down faster than it can be made something that comes with either an aging process or for that matter a huge hormonal shift whether they are under any kind of a, a, a chemo or a, or a hormone suppression so the role of acupuncture would be limited on that uh, I think more important would be probably some good uh, weight training programs and maybe getting on the medicine that the doctor recommends at the same time, if that creates any sort of side effects, we could definitely look at managing it. Smoking has been uh, one of those uh, you know, chronic conditions in human beings that we're trying to make sure that they don't mm -hmm. smoke. Acupuncture, so addiction, basically you're right. talking about addiction. Does acupuncture have a role in addiction? It definitely does. It definitely helps with that. There's actually a, a protocol, auricular acupuncture protocol, that's used in uh, several systems uh, where they could they only do that to help in the with ears. drug dependence. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, what we use a lot of uh, is for weight management, for yeah. cravings. So yeah. like I said, oh. any kind of cravings there. And 20 years ago, we saw more people for smoking cessation. It's definitely become something where people are more aware of the negative effects. So mm -hmm. we're seeing fewer smokers. But to answer your question, it can definitely help with uh, the cravings associated with it to assist a person who's 
planning to stop smoking. So if they are making that conscious effort and we can assist with that, it's not as if we do something and they go out and take out yeah. a pack of cigarettes. Right, and right. Yeah, yeah it, it's an adjunct. I mean, you, exactly. you know, it's not a switch on light and switch off exactly. light. Same thing with alcohol or smoking. Right. How about weight management though? I mean, again, you've got to have the diet and exercise and right. discipline and eating. Uh, and then the acupuncture may right as some... Finil mentioned if they are you know have that goal that they have set and and keeping a realistic goal mm -hmm. where it's a more healthy loss of about a pound pound and a half right. a week versus anything huge where there's going to be a rebound for sure that we know uh, acupuncture's role is to improve metabolism yeah to balance the water metabolism some people may have more water retention mm -hmm. as a part of the weight to help with the craving, cravings, if it's more sugar cravings or more savory cravings, work on that. To work on the stress component because patients we see at times are also have that comfort eating going on because they're stressed and they don't have time. So helping like working out some mm -hmm. sort of a time management where they can plan their meals better. And like you said, working with a nutritionist, working on other supplements, making sure there isn't anything off on a medical component, like they're not hypothyroid, they're not other issues that could be causing that uh, them to have more issues with being able to manage their weight. Next question. Just like uh, there are vitamins that people take or supplements for maintaining good health, is there any programs or protocols which say that uh, once a year go see your acupuncturist mm -hmm. and get some uh, I don't know how I can describe this, but get something, some punctures done where it helps well, that, you in general well-being. That's a great question because... I thought it was awesome. It, it's a great question because it brings out that whole level of uh, preventive medicine. Yeah. That, that used to be such a field in yeah. our learning in medical school, which was like, yeah. we didn't want to kind of <laughs> yeah, learn about right. it. Well, you have to, but yeah. When you come to the practical aspect, prevention is better than cure, right, as right. we all agree. Uh, acupuncture came up as being something that it's actually more beneficial used as a preventive modality mm -hmm. than a curative one. Fantastic. Because as we talked, uh, mentioned to about the fact that it helps in a more balancing, regulatory, reduce inflammation. So it's almost like this preventive way where you're balancing your body better so it it's, has a stronger immune system. So it's not going to fall sick that easily, right? right? right. On a preventive one, as a more maintenance that I recommend to some patients is be like once or twice a month. Once a year would be too far far out to be once able or to twice have a, month? a beneficial... Once or twice a month? A once or twice a month for that, a preventive. That, that now brings me to the Desi question. I was waiting for someone to ask me this question. The last question, I think this is before we... Maybe we take one more. This person says, do insurance companies um, pay for this or yeah. if they don't are they bank breaking uh, you know procedures or you know what they're saying yeah some some insurance companies come we are country we love parking free parking but we want two cars parked out there because we are not happy with one car so, so this yeah. lady wants to know what's the price so um to answer the insurance part of it, over the over the years of practice, I've seen more and more insurance companies now cover for it. Uh, insurances are so different for everybody; is how varied that they need to patient needs to call and find out from the insurance company if it covers. Then they may cover a certain X number of treatments. They may cover a certain percentage of the payment. Coming to the cost of it, with our practice, 
Our initial consult and treatment is $170 and follow-ups are $95. As we talked about herbs, if they decide to do herbs, there's $30 a bottle. A bottle lasts you about almost 10, 12 days. So on a so ballpark figure, you're months, taking yeah. about two and a half bottles in a month. Um, as a special discount to our listeners today that yeah, we had talked about, yes. right, um, is that we are offering a 40% discount on the initial consult, which really drops down that $172 for the initial consult and treatment. And uh, in our practice, we'll have this uh, go on till kind of we thought about arbitrary to about like the 15th of March that they have this time to avail of the discount to get themselves on our schedule. They could make it either at the Sugarland location or the Westland location and they just have to mention Open Forum 2023 yeah. right. and we can uh, oh, you know, honor that discount for them. And so this other, I guess the same lady that when they do come to the clinic, do they see you or you have other team members? Because so, obviously they're impressed by what you're telling them. We, we are four acupuncturists in the practice and everybody follows the same uh, guidelines on treatment patterns. We all have the same treatment strategy we share electronically a chart right. so, so everyone knows everyone. so everybody and the needles will, are sterile you throw them exactly. away exactly so no one's scared they of are uh, vacuum packed sterile a one-time use and uh, definitely um, it's imperative that we follow the whole clean needle technique mm -hmm. which is um, you know what is recommended Fantastic. I mean, Dr. Singh, it is it's just a pleasure that you came out to our studio. I know we've been trying to plan this for quite some time now. You've been traveling a lot. It's not me. I've been here. But every time I call you, I'm like, no, I'm out of town. This time I nailed it. I'm like, you have to, have to come end of uh, February. And we actually were lucky that we, we had a common availability out here. Out, yeah. I do want to give you uh, the opportunity to give out your uh, number again and the, not the address but at least the location so people listening there or there know exactly where to go and how to call you sure so the number once again is 713-529-1610 so that's 713-529-1610 mm -hmm. and the locations we have uh, over the greater houston area is one is in westland that is 3100 westland where there um close to the central market area, southwest uh, freeway and... Uh, Bel Air Westview. You're very close to Bel Air Westview, Greenway Plaza. Greenway that Plaza, that's yes. right, that, that area. And then the Memorial City one is on Aiten and Gessner at the Memorial Herman Tower. Those of you familiar with that area, it's that tall, tall building there, one of the tallest buildings there. Yeah. And uh, then the third location is in Sugarland, and that's on Derry Ashwood and 90. Fantastic. You know, I, uh, in my own practice, we do encourage people to go and, you know, try acupuncture and we also hitting a wall and saying, you know, we've done everything. We know what it is, but the treatment could be also uh, in addition to what we're doing, acupuncture. And we've seen post-COVID people who have lost their sense of smell and taste. We've had at least 50% people who have improved after acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and and that says a lot, I mean, because these folks have been suffering. You give them biryani, they think they're having something else. You give them something else, they think they're having biryani, you know. So to change that, we've asked them, please go and consult the acupuncturist. Let's see if that can help. Half of them actually come back thanking us that they've much improved. So 
Yes, I, I, I think there's a big role uh, oriental medicine, herbs, and uh, acupuncture plays in taking care of people. But what, what's really, I, what I understood from you that once a month if you go as a preventive, that could be something amazing and, and something to think about, right? Right, just like we take, I mean, I think we all need to take on the onus of looking after ourselves. Uh, we would do a similar sort of a maintenance for maybe even something like our vehicle because mm -hmm. obviously we'll take that for a regular tune-up. So right. why not our bodies? Right. But right. Uh, Again, thank you for coming out to Open Forum. And thank you, Fennel, uh, for coming and helping sure. me yes. co-host today. Uh, you're taking my picture? Let me smile. <laughs> live on video. <laughs> Facebook right, live. I can still smile. Yes. And uh, appreciate you coming out and coming.